Well, this is a simple and nice, easy one to get you started. How's your weekend going so far? Oh, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, good. We're going to a, a, a gig later on. Uh, myself and Adam, Eleanor is in another band, a different band called Murder Club as well. And they're playing a concert in uh, La Pub in Newport, which is like an all-day festival. Um, so we're going to that later. That'd be nice. I went out for some drinks last night as well <laughs> uh, and watched the Wales football game. Uh, you know, our fine nation get a one-all draw against Croatia. So that was good. It's been nice. We, it's, I caught up some old friends and yeah, great. What about you, Adam? Yeah, all good here, to be honest. A kind of a bit of a busy weekend, but nothing uh, nothing quite as exciting as going to watch the football, just kind of busy doing housework <laughs> and, and normal life stuff. But all good here too. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. It's a real pleasure to hear that. And uh, I hope the gig's great later on. It's always great to get and support the small local scene as well, particularly Absolutely. following the pandemic and the closures of grassroots venues and all that. You guys know firsthand how important yeah. that is. Of course. Yeah, Absolutely. La Pub is very special to us, so it's uh, it's our local venue, and um, we always support it as much as we can. So, three months into 2023, we're, uh, well, we're coming to the end of March, actually, so about to hit the fourth month. How's the year so far been treating the nightmares? This, this has been amazing for us so far. We actually were lucky enough to be uh, asked by a band called Casey to go out on tour in January. Um, which which is kind of a bit of a novelty for us because January is like a strange month to go on tour. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. A lot of bands don't tour in that period. Um, so for us to be able to go on such a big tour and our first trip to Germany, um, which was incredible, um, some of our favourite shows we've ever played, Absolutely. Um, was an amazing start to the year. Um, and now rolling into the release of our debut album, we're... we're yeah, we're we're really lucky to be having such like an awesome year so far. Yeah, I completely agree with what Adam said. Really, not much to add there. It's been a, a good start, and um, we got one more single, and the album's coming out in just under two weeks now, which is yeah, terrifying. Really, after <laughs> it's a weird thing because we've sat on it now for like two years, and um, so like no one now it's like two weeks away. You start like going ah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, you know, when you listen to like fans talk when you're growing up and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I've sat on this material. I don't know if anyone likes it anymore." That kind of thing. But not we. We know it's great. But, um, but uh, it's still a strange feeling, isn't it? When something you know has been you've you've lived with it for so long, and now it's it's great just to see it come into the world, but also kind of scary. One of the things that we often find, because um, you're right, this is not a rare thing. This is exactly how it is. If uh, it's maybe not as long as that, and it's no. still at least within a year, six sure. months to a year for sure. Yeah. But one of the things that comes up is how it refreshes, particularly when it gets to closer to the release date. So you guys will have heard these songs more times than you probably want to. And you may <laughs> have got to the stage where you're a little sick of it, but as you get closer to this release date, you find it refreshes and re-energizes. Oh yeah. It excites definitely. you for it. Absolutely. Like the like we've just recently seen the the finished video for the next single which is called Murder Season, which uh, has a, is featuring Will Gould from uh, Creeper and and uh, that was pretty exciting, wasn't it, Adam? Because we hadn't seen that for well, we hadn't seen it. So like when we saw it, we were just like, whoa! And he sort of re-energizes you with that. I know Adam feels that way about Murder Season. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like you were saying, Carl. You live with these songs after you've 
been demoing them for months which we were doing like during lockdown so we really had a lot like a long time to to work on the songs and then mm. you go through the recording process and sometimes you you can become so familiar with the songs you might lose that initial excitement of what of what that first listen feels like sure but for us when, when we work on the music videos and the visual side of these songs it kind of springs them back to life like in, in a different way um and i felt that with with each of the singles and like ben saying with with the fourth one murder season it's kind of just like really brought it home for me like like how excited i am for people to hear that song i don't want to talk too much about murder season we're going to come back to that a little bit later on specifically but what i want to jump on is of course you actually mentioned it the tour with casey how incredible was that what incredible band to go out with um how did the casey audience take to you guys I'll take this one, shall I? Uh, yeah, they they were great. Um, on the whole, I think yeah, we we every every show was great, and I mean that you know, uh, everyone was very well. They seemed very receptive. We did well on merch and that kind of thing. So I mean, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, they were there. They wanted Katie, you know I mean? and we respect <laughs> that. We know that. Do you know? Yeah, especially when a band's coming back after that long, that's that important to pe to, to people. Mm. They're very much like a strong cult band, like like. I've I I I've always known of Casey. They're they're I wouldn't say they're well. They are friends now, but I wouldn't say I knew them well before it. Adam did, um, but uh, you know we didn't realize I think how much people love them. Do you know what I mean? They're mm. very loved. Their fans adore them. So like it was it was a special thing just to be asked to go on that run, and to be exposed to that many uh, people in each of those cities was truly an honor. And we're very very thankful. We thank them. I think I thank them personally every day. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had us on their bus so i mean i honestly can't I, i've never i've been doing this quite a while personally and we all have in different bands and it's probably the best i've ever been treated on the tour it was magnificent that's wonderful yeah that is, that is wonderful so i want to go back a little bit here really back to the start you came to life in 2018 which while it is five years ago feels like a lot less time because of the recency yeah in years exactly yeah i want to ask back in 2018 did you have a vision of what you wanted the nightmares to be but particularly that vision was it then shaped in a different way because of the last few years particularly the pandemic uh yeah that's a really good question uh I don't know if we had a particular vision when we started. It was like a very organic start to the band. And uh, me and Ben have known each other for years through like our local punk scene, literally since we both started playing gigs, you know, as, as teenagers, we, we've known each other a long time. Um, and then me, me and Ellie are married. So we were already in a relationship when the band started. Um, and then James uh, started working in the pub, in our local local pub. So. The start of the band was so organic, just conversations of talking about similar interests and influences to just like, oh, let's get in the room and write some songs. There was no grand plan for what the band would end up being. But as things progressed in those first couple of years, especially in 2019, mm. um, we got like some management and started touring, which was amazing. Every step we didn't really expect to happen. So um was an amazing year for us and then we went into lockdown which probably did change things quite a lot because we had lots of like half ideas for songs but we all work full-time so we were all very busy 
So it put us into a different situation where we were like, we've got months here where we could we could write an album, like we could work on all of these ideas. Mm. Um, and that was an amazing experience, really. I don't know if the pandemic had, hadn't happened. I don't know if we would have made this album. Definitely not the same way. So interesting, interesting start for a band, but it definitely made us, I feel, stronger um, as a unit because we kind of, you know, really leaned on each other in, in that period. And really, I think we thrived in, in, in writing songs in that, that period. Don't know about you, Ben. I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I thought lots of Zoom calls. We did like some quizzes, didn't we? We had... yeah. It was a lot. It was a strange how like it was. It's strange, really, how like a th something like that can bring you all closer together, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people felt like that with their friends and stuff. But no, it was. Uh, I completely agree with Adam saying there about the the album. I I just don't. It's a weird one, is he? Because you you don't know anything like how how the writing would have gone, but yeah, we're super proud of how it came out and. And uh, we're, we're, we made the best of a very difficult situation for everyone. So yeah. We, did, yeah we were productive, you know? Yeah, and it's really hard, as you said, to kind of retrospectively look back and go, well, what if this hadn't happened and how might it turned out? It's almost impossible considering how yeah. long it went on for. But you mm. have mentioned it, and I want to get the date out now as well. It is your debut album. It's right around the corner. It's Seance, April 7th via Venn Records, that's UK and Europe, and Equal Vision Records in the USA and rest of the world. Yeah. So lockdown comes along you decide you're going to start working or putting completing an album as it were or writing ideas maybe you didn't necessarily think you were going to do an album to begin mm. with um when did those ideas when did the idea but actually really start to take shape into what would become the complete project we have now take it away adam i think to be honest at the beginning of lockdown probably right at the beginning we knew that we had maybe five or six song ideas so we knew that there was potential there to write an album. Mm. So when so when lockdown happened, um, uh, my job my job stopped at the time, and I ended up losing my job during that period. Um, and that gave me months to work on music and to write mm. stuff. So me and me and uh, Eleanor, we bought like a really basic recording setup for like for our laptop at home. I mean, like hundred pounds, the cheapest one that you could buy, like interface and, and microphone. And then we started working on songs. So probably right at the beginning of, of lockdown, we knew that there was enough ideas to start. And then those six songs turned into, I think about 20 songs, was it Ben, by the end yeah. of lockdown? Um, so right, probably March 2020 is when we started working on stuff. And that went through that whole year of, of, of writing and demoing. And then I guess that vision just grew as the songs came out um, during those months and turned into these 10 songs which we've we've put together which makes up seance which is something we're, we're incredibly proud of and and i would say it was over the period the period of those eight months yeah because we are pretty proactive as a band as people i think um uh we're told some that we're a bit of an anomaly like that but by, by different people uh like we 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 are i wouldn't not pushy but we we have we have a vision we always we always creating goals you know so like we had thrashed out all the ideas over zoom and stuff like that and we had we yeah. definitely had, we knew what we wanted to do with the album in terms of like the number of songs yeah and the songs by the end of lockdown which is unusual i guess because we hadn't rehearsed them or anything really yeah. I mean, we started rehearsing them towards the end but it was more digitally done do you know what i mean but still to be able to be like right 
out of all the demos, these are the ten. We're gonna do, we'll do that. We knew an order roughly, didn't we? Had we? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, interesting, but we, that's how we are as people. I think we're quite one of our strong points is we are. We know what we want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we we, we work on this band every day. We we, yeah. we, literally, we literally are making something every day. Yeah. Like we're doing we're doing this today. We're doing a another podcast tomorrow. We're filming an acoustic <laughs> video tomorrow. We've got you know we've got, we've got something every day that we're always working on. So we, we yeah. kind of pride ourselves on that. Yeah, we don't. But that's we how don't, we want it to be. Yeah, we don't. We don't get. Uh, you know, people don't have to ask us to do much. We we <laughs> we will do it. You know, which is good. Healthy for a band. It is as long as you're taking time for yourself along yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's not fully dominant, but yeah, it's it's our main passion. But don't get me wrong, we still I still make time for my wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a there's almost a presumption considering the majority of the album, or at least the what we got in the end, was written during a long period that it would have had a, a, an influence on what you were working on, what you were particularly doing. Did you find that was the case, or were you able to kind of avoid and tune out what was going on around the world and focus on what you wanted to do? Good question. It's a great question. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it. Uh, uh, do you mean in terms of the if the writing was influenced directly by? Yeah. No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. Would you add to me? I wouldn't say that it's directly influenced. So I don't think it comes into the lyrical content no. of the album at all. No. I think um I was kind of conscious personally, um, and like like I, I like I write the the majority of the lyrics in the band. I was personally conscious of how many lockdown records were gonna be exactly. being made. Um yeah. and then alongside that kind of not wanting to write the same thing as everyone else in the world at the same time. We kind of shaped this kind of story throughout the record of of like the lyrical content. Uh, and obviously there's, there's certain lyrical themes we touch on throughout the album, uh, like mourning and like love lost and those, those kind of reoccurring themes, which kind of just presented themselves. So I don't think lyrically it comes through. I think personally, it was a great distraction. Mm. Um, like Eleanor in the band works like front line on the NHS, so that whole period was was really difficult for her, um, you know, and something that was really present like in our household. Um, and I think it gave us gave us something to do, something to be creative with, and something to really maybe ease that, uh, you know, mental strain a bit. I don't want to speak for her because obviously you know that's a personal experience but i think it gave us a, a very welcome distraction and um, i think that's the best way i could put it yeah imagine it, it creeps in in terms of tone and stuff you know but i wouldn't say directly i don't think any of the songs or well, i know all this, none of the songs are about mm. uh, the pandemic necessarily no I think it. you kind of touched upon it there. There was almost an expectation or a belief that, well, you wrote it during the pandemic, whether or not it was direct or not, it, it would yeah. have seeped in. But ultimately, the fact that you're able to take any positives uh, from such a universally negative uh, period of time is worth celebrating. Yes. Um, you know, and that's the thing. It doesn't, doesn't uh, take away from the horrid previous years and the continuing horror that we're experiencing today, yeah. but it's still heartening to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally, I think folks are going to be quite interested uh, by the seance aspects of the influence. Talk to me then uh, about these experiences and the effect it had on the band. 
Uh, well, I, I know Adam will give you his side of it, but from the stories that were communicated to me and listening to Adam and Eleanor's side of things, they, uh, well, they'll, he'll tell you directly, but they started experimenting with these things again during lockdown. Um, I know that from what they've told me that they had, you know, it, it did have a, an emotional impact and it was a tangible thing. So I, I'm not sure, you know, from what they said, I'm not going to start doing it. Do you, do you know what I mean? That any messing with that kind of thing. And I think we we all, you know, like we we all respect, um, you know, that there, uh, we, I certainly believe there's, you know, other energies and um, parts of life that we don't quite understand. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't want to mess with with that kind of thing. What do you, what, anything to add on that, Adam? Yeah, it was a really interesting thing um, to experiment with like a seance or, or mul mm. multiple seances. Um, it, it's something that me and Ellie were both interested in uh, and we're kind of as a band interested in, in the sort of the darker um, like arts and, you know, like, like macabre kind of influences for all of us. Um, mm. But it was definitely um, an intense experience. Um, it's kind of hard to explain it without sort of like just listing off a bunch of cliches which people would would yeah. pick up with with yeah. they answer like a Ouija board but um yeah we had a really uh intense and interesting experience when when we first tried it so um it's not something that I would encourage everyone to try because it was pretty heavy um but yeah it definitely took a big uh influence in in right in writing the record and um yeah it was uh, an interesting experience. It's one of those things where it's it's, it's almost like you. It's, it's hard to understand whether things are um, coincidental or not. Like genuinely, yes. I'm going to tell the story just because I, I it happened yesterday. I put on a again could be coincidence, could not be. But I was driving my car and I put an album on that I haven't listened to since my father passed away, like seven years ago now, coming up to seven years. Mm. And I honestly, I put these songs on. There's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and they're and I've got a sunroof, and like I looked up, and the sun just came from outside the. Literally, as I started playing the song, I was like, "This is weird." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know when you feel something, and you're like, "I'm like, is is there more like Jeremy? You know I mean? Is is that my dad that's going like yo? Do you know what I mean?" So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I I do. I'm not a, but I, I'm not a spiritual person really. I can I'm pretty much am an atheist, but but I don't know. Maybe there are other forces we we just don't quite fully understand in our subconscious or our conscious thoughts so yeah but yeah sorry for the tangent but yeah definitely um uh they did seep into the uh, the lyrical content on the album and i know that we kind of based it embellished it but based from above's video on those experiences didn't we adam yeah yeah that's pretty much directly what a lot of it looked and felt like yeah so we use that as inspiration for from above the video Oh, really? Oh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing that story. Ultimately, um, I think that's what people want to hear is these personal connections and experiences um, yeah. because everybody wants to get a personal connection with music. That is the yeah, dream, absolutely. the hope of any artist. So if anybody's experienced something and can connect to what you guys are saying, doing on this record, that is the, well, it's the biggest win possible, I think. Absolutely. I would agree. What for you then was the most challenging experience of work on the album be it the writing recording or even the waiting phase it's a good question um, I'm sure I expect. 
Sorry? The, the latter, the last bit, the waiting. Yeah, the waiting is, is <laughs> yeah. I guess, is, is painful when you've got these songs that, that you love. Um, but as a new band, that's kind of just part of the process. Our team that, that is around us now is is all people who we've known for a long time and people who we trust and people, you know, who, who we love. And we're really lucky to have um, a team of people like that come around us. But that was all through this this period of the pandemic and then the mm. following year of writing these songs these different people came into our team so it's taken a, it's taken a while for the songs to come out and that's probably the most frustrating part is just wanting those songs to be out in the world yeah we're a new band so the album coming out the way that it is is all down to these amazing record labels that have come on board and our management and we're we're very thankful for all of those people um i'm not sure if that's the most I guess that's probably the most difficult part that comes to mind. We did have a really scary period of, I'd say about three or four days before we were due to record the record. Mm. And the producer who was was booked in to do the job had to cancel the job. And this was... Literally days before. Three days mm. before we were going to record. And we all worked jobs. So there was time was booked. Our accommodation was booked where we were recording. The studio was booked. We had no way of like cancelling these things. So we had like a mad scramble of, right, let's make a list of every single producer who we could ask, do you want to come and record an album with us for 10 days in mm. three days' time? Which is a pretty... <laughs> pretty On this budget as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and somehow, in, I have no idea how it worked. I'm pretty sure if you tried that 10 times in a row, it would yeah, not really. happen. Um but somehow we ended up meeting Richard Jackson, who produced and mixed the record. Um, and we met him within a day of making those phone calls. He's <laughs> from the same city as us. Yeah. We had never met him before. Somehow. So I picked him up in the car. We just drove him, drove him to <laughs> live with him for a week, basically. Yeah. We, we rang him. Do you want to record an album with us? We start in three days time. You'll live with us in an Airbnb in, in Pontyclean <laughs> and, and we'll make an album together. And mm. somehow it worked. And now we we absolutely love Richard. I can't see us working with anyone else, like, you know, at least for now. Anyway, it's it's just, uh, again, going back to what I said earlier, like, is there something greater at play? Because that was too much of a coincidence. He, he knew all the touch points that we sort of we were into and, you know, all the, the bands and like, you know, like, I mean, saw like Bad Brains in Newport, for example, back in like whatever year that was. And, it, and it's, you know, just like, it was just bizarre. We, I was in, in the car, like, again, never met this person. And he's, and he just knew all these references that we were saying. It, it couldn't have been more perfect. And we're so thrilled with his work. And um, what a guy. What a yeah, guy. He's, he's amazing. So, yeah, maybe those three days of panic were mm. maybe the <laughs> difficult of the yeah. whole thing. But, um, yeah, we're really blessed with everyone we're working with on this record. Absolutely, absolutely. What a hero, Richard. What a yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Then the opposite side to the challenge, then, and this is more about the particularly positive aspects of all the experience. Perhaps to narrow it down for you, um, something that you learn about yourself or the group in general. What, during the writing, you mean? Sorry? Yeah, writing, recording, waiting phase. <laughs> um, we definitely have grown to be, I've said this before, like um, like a little family. Um, mm. More so than I ever thought. I honestly, I genuinely didn't. Like when we started it, it was 
this band it was seen as it was like adam said like genuinely just no expectations at all and it's grown to be something so much more important and and uh and uh like like it, it is my my life force do you know what i mean we're putting everything into it and this in more just uh, how good we all are as people how well we work on the road um how talented everyone is um like i've said to adam before he ceases to amaze me in his ability to write songs every day mm. and he's like a machine <laughs> not to put you on the spot there adam but he does he's constantly writing and constantly coming up with new ideas and it's inspiring to be around people that are so good at doing this sort of thing and um it's just a lovely little family and like, we're going to, we're doing some shows at the end of the week and i just love being in a van with these people listening to music and going around playing Yeah, I, I couldn't put it better myself to be honest i think um i'm not sure um if i can pinpoint what i've learned about myself during this period but i've definitely come to realize like how important this group of people are to me um and like how important this band is to me um i think without writing this record during the last few years like i like i don't know what i would have done yeah um, so i definitely have got yeah I've, I've I've got a lot of love for this band and and the group of people. Absolutely, and it's, That's that, fantastic. And it's also just to add something, like I wanted to say on the previous question, really is it was also interesting. Like uh, it was a period period there where we hadn't released music for like two years. Mm. Two years, Adam, maybe it was left. a long it was a long time. Yeah, and, and in in this period, current yeah. era, the way people consume music now, I mean, where where we remember the time and we love the you know we love I still. By like a record or by here, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean we we love consuming music like that. But these days you've got to constantly put out content, don't you? Like so, it's amazing, really, that we kept. We seem to be okay without releasing music for like two years. So it, it it's that's it's nice to finally have some new stuff out. But yeah, it's only going to help you grow, as you said. If you were able to keep on the forefront of people's minds, yeah, without doing that. Wonderful. We we were able to do that with our imagery basically, and I'm just I'm just so thankful that people waited. You know, is one one my point, I guess. We finally give in people what they need, and that's the music, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to something we talked about right at the start, but specifically a question around it: Murder Season, quite an important track, but partially because ultimately you have a guest on it, one of the UK's finest vocalists, Will Gould of Creeper. How did that come about? Um, I've known Will for a long time uh, through previous bands and we've played shows together probably going back 10 or 12 years. Oh, incredible. Will was in a band called Our Time down here um, and I used to play in a band called Save Your Breath um, mm. and we've done shows together uh, way back then. So we've always kind of stayed in touch through like different projects and just, um, you know, like as I guess just on online, just like keeping in touch with yeah. one another. Um, and then when we were writing the album, when we, you know, started working on Murder Season, just felt like a really natural fit. It felt like Will's vocals, you know, like suited the second verse in that song so perfectly. But we just kept it in mind. And when we reached out and uh, when we were recording and said, hey, we've got this song, we're, we can send it over. If you want to sing on it, you know, we would be honoured. Um, and Will was just really receptive. Um, he's always been really like kind to us as a band and being in you know into what we're doing um and he was up for collaborating so 
Um, it was as easy as sending the song over on email. Um, Will recorded it in his friend's bedroom because we were still, I, I think it was like April 2021. Yeah. Oh, right. So we were still like, there was social things in place to, to mean that you could you, you could only do so much yeah. we had to, we had to bubble to record the album so mm. um so we couldn't get will to the studio um but we just sent him the song he recorded it in a friend's bedroom sent it over and we didn't have to do anything to it. It, it it is exactly what you hear on the record um yeah he just did an amazing job um yeah we we, we love will he's, he's a great guy absolutely yeah, band as well they're great they're a great band yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is there a particular track then from the album that hasn't been released yet that you're quite looking forward to seeing the reaction to more than any other? I mean, it has got to be. I guess it is Murder Season because... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there were a couple for me, but Murder Season definitely is a couple of points. It's probably the, the biggest song on the album. It's probably the most soaring um song it's just it's a bit more it's some of the tracks are cinematic anyway but it is definitely got some energy that um you know different sort of energy to it and obviously with will 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 <laughs> not, not the guy from him with will on it that it's going to be a special song for a lot of people i think and um then there's another one called let the light in which i adore that's i don't even play on that one but it's just a, a sort of a vampire ballad from the perspective of a, of a vampire. And it's a very beautiful song. That's mainly Adam and Eleanor on that one. And um, and also, For Heaven's Sake. There's another one called For Heaven's Sake, which is a bit more alkaline trio. Oh, a pretty cool. A bit like, a bit more punk side of the, our sound. So yeah, they're mine. How about you, Adam? Uh, I'd, I'd say this changes every day for me. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the whole record, but... Um, today, I think I would probably say "It Follows," which is the opening song. Um, again, it's that's probably like on like the more punk side of the record. It's one of like our most like intense and like powerful songs. Yeah. Um, and the lyrical content is pretty is pretty much directly influenced from the movie. Um, I don't it know if follows. you've seen the movie. It oh, follows. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. modern horror movie. Yeah. Um, mm. Up <laughs> for debate, maybe. Oh, I did not know. Your first person I've met that doesn't say that. Anyway, different story though. Yeah, so I, I love that movie, yeah. and um, I think that I'm really excited to hear people's uh, reaction to the start of the record and that song. Well, Pink and Grey as well, which is overlooked. I feel there's a song second track, Pink and Grey. It's a good one. Well, without uh, offering too much spoilers out there for folks, you won't uh, you won't want to miss this one. Don't sleep in this uh, album when it comes out. It was uh, my listening experience this morning in preparation of talking to you, fellas. And uh, yeah, just don't make sure you don't miss out on this, people. You will regret it. Ah, thanks. Right, we are coming to the end now. So we're going to... Well, first up, actually, you've got a co-headline tour, UK tour, with Miss Vincent in April. That's later in the month after the album release well all the focus needs to be on that april 7th for seance that tour with miss vincent i do have to ask what might the rest of 2023 look like for you right now do you have anything you can talk about in place or is it just right now we're focusing on the record and um, there's not too much we can say right now yes. about the rest of the year as, as these things go sadly but um there's mm -hmm. lots of touring um plans in the works um so lots of exciting stuff for the rest of the year but yeah this is something that we've been building up to 
our whole time as a band. So we're so excited for people to hear this debut album. And we're going to be out there touring as much as we possibly can. That's all I can say Absolutely. at the moment about that. Yeah, but we're go- we're going to be we're going to be around and playing a lot of shows in 2023. That's all I want. I know you can't talk about it. Everybody knows you can't <laughs> talk about plans until they're announced. But what we want to bloody hear is that you have them. Is that you have them. If you turn around and go to me, eh, we're just going to see what happens. It's not so interesting. <laughs> no, we got we got some stuff cooking. We have got some yes, stuff. Cooking. We have. Yeah, fantastic. All right, fellas, we'll reach the end point of the video now where we have a quick fire round. Random set of questions pulled from 500, 10 are chosen for you. <laughs> it can be stupid, silly, serious, whatever. You, right. It's up to you. Take it in turns. And we begin with what is a perfect Sunday for you? Who's going first? Me? Um, I'll go me. I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> usually, if I'm being brutally honest, it'll be a wrestle main, a, rest, not rest, a wrestling pay per view. Of some description in the in the night, which I love to watch and maybe practice. Mm. A nice drive. I, I often when we have new music come out on a Friday on you know any artist I like, I'll take a long drive over the mountains because we live uh, near a valley or I live near a valley, and I'll take in the music. Probably get home, play with my cat, and watch some football. That'd be my like all those things together would be my perfect Sunday. A perfect Sunday for me would be. A nice chill day. I would probably go to the gym in the morning uh, and then just like chill out at home with with Ellie and just do nothing because I work all week. So it's <laughs> yeah. the, the day to, to relax. Absolutely. A day of rest. Absolutely. Okay. Um, considering you mentioned it follows, this one actually works quite nicely. If you could visit one location in a horror movie, completely safe, where would you like to go? Oh, that's a great question. That is a good question. Um, I would probably say my favorite horror movie ever is the shining so i would probably want to go to to that yeah to that building to that hotel yeah the overlook yeah it does does exist doesn't it that is a real Uh, place yes they have shows there i think really yeah that's cool my mind's running wild here but i i I have to say probably um where is he michael myers his house Mm -hmm. Uh, in the original Halloween film, I'd like to go there and just hang out and watch him do his thing, I guess. No, I that's forget. cool. I don't want him to hurt me, though. Of course, yeah, that's completely friends. safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about spirituality earlier on, but this one, do you believe that alien life exists out there? Yes. Yeah, I do. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is, but I definitely believe that there's, there's something out there. I think they're here. I think they're already here in a way. I, I, I've heard some different, uh, I listen to a lot of this stuff. I'm a bit of a, a UFO nut, really. But I, I've heard some people think they're under the ocean, don't they? Mm. they come out through the ocean. There's, a, there's different different aspects of thought on that. And I, and I could talk about that for a while. So I'm not going to because I've gone off on a tangent. But yes, definitely believe that. Who's a band or artist that you'd love to work with one day? Oh, that's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Alkaline Trio would be the the one for me. Alkaline Trio. I'd love to to for Matt. We we we've talked about this, and maybe if we talk about it enough, we'll manifest it. <laughs> but we'd love Matt Skeever on a track. Uh, you know, maybe on the next album, we we'd like to do another guest vocal. And uh, for me, that would be ideal. What about you, Adam? Uh, the obvious one for me, I think, would be The Cure, which obviously is. You know, they're one of the biggest bands ever. Yeah. So no, but it's a bit ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, they're, they're my favorite band of all time. So yeah, I'd have to say Robert Smith at the Cure. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, what part of world history do you find more fascinating than any other? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Egypt, probably. Just, I, I, I think basically my my grandfather was based there during the war as well. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and he, you know, he was. Some of the photos are so cool, and and I feel like it's like a pilgrimage I got to do one day. Like I haven't done it yet, and oh yeah, you know, like something for him, and just to see. I'm fascinated by the Sphinx and the the pyramids. It's just a. There are other things, obviously, but they they again going with aliens. Is that aliens? Who knows? Mm, ties in nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, definitely love to go there, and that like the whole that whole era of time is truly fascinating to me. That's a really good question. Um, I think maybe. Uh, I would probably have to say like the beginning of man, I guess. If I if I had to think about like a, a period of time which interests me the most, is it, it kind of just feels crazy to even think about yeah. that period of the world. So yeah, 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 yeah the way they yeah, the dawn of man, I guess it was probably the most interesting one I could pick. Actually, aliens are pretty. Not aliens. I keep talking about aliens. You've started <laughs> with, dinosaurs. Is what I mean. Dinosaurs are class, aren't they? Let's be honest. Maybe that's Jurassic Park talking, but. <laughs> I'd love to see Jurassic. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see Jurassic Park. I'd love to see aliens. Aliens again. <laughs> dinosaurs. I'd love to see dinosaurs. Okay, right. Let's uh, get off the alien topic with this one. What is in your perfect sandwich? Oh God, I could do this one easy. I reckon. Go on. Yeah. Uh, I love like a like a New York style bagel. <laughs> so I would pick like like all vegan ingredients, but like a. Uh, like a sesame seed, like New York bagel with like vegan, like deli meats and cheese. That's like my, my ultimate sandwich. Sounds great. Some sort of like brie and cheese contraption would be mine. <laughs> yeah. I love melted cheese. Yeah. I'm a big fan of melted cheese. I like, <laughs> yeah, just love brie. Cheese, three cheese sandwich. Let's go. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, what's the last TV show that you binged? The Last of Us. Same. Oh yep, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely last of us. I'm not that much of a binger, really. I I, I do watch. Uh, I'm a big football fan and wrestling, and when we practice, and like I'm always at gigs and stuff. So like, it doesn't leave me an awful lot of time to. My list is huge. Do you know what I mean? People are going. Uh, yeah. I watch a lot of movies. I love the cinema. Um. So once I've done all that in my week, I usually don't have much time. But the the Last of Us is or was it really caught my imagination that one and. You know, sometimes sometimes something is so universally praised that surely it must be good, and I put that into that category definitely. I think you were like that as well, weren't you, Adam? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you have any phobias, and if so, name one. I have so many. <laughs> um, What's the I've... biggest? <laughs> yeah, the worst thing for me is probably snakes. I'm terrified of snakes. <laughs> uh. I never, I, I've never a big, I'm not a big fan of flying. I've got a lot better as a goal. Uh, well, when I was younger, I loved it. Then uh, I hated it until basically my dad died. And then after that, I was like the pain of that. But what can hurt me, basically? So I'm not too bad now. I have a couple of gins and I fly fine. Um, but I also got a fear of peanuts because I got a peanut allergy. So I'm scared of eating a peanut again. And my <laughs> eyes blurred in. With... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I got stuck on a train between Berlin and Warsaw. And it was like a four-hour train. I ate a peanut waffle or something like that. And it was oh not good. I had an antihistamine, though, luckily, and it's pretty much saved me. And I got there and 
went to Arsenal and Warsaw in him. It's just an ordeal. And he was wow. Just, I was just sat in the carriage, but it's rocking. It wasn't nice. wasn't good. No, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it uh, it turned out okay. Well, yeah, incredible. I'm, I'm glad too. Penultimate uh, track. Have either of you ever heard of or seen RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, I love it. Right. Makes this one easy then. You have to lip sync for your life. What are you doing? Oh, that's a good one again. I would probably pick uh, Why Can't I Be You by The Cure. <laughs> I feel like that would be like an amazing uh, <laughs> drag, like, drag queen like lip sync song. Oh, that, I, I've got a few of these. It is one in my mind that I was thinking about the other day that I'd love to do, but for some reason, my mind, probably because of Lost in Translation, goes to more than this by Roxy Music. Oh, oh yeah, slow, a slow one. Yeah, wow. I just feel like I could... Oh, yeah, I you... know what it is. Uh, crash test him. He's God shuffled his feet. I don't know why, but I I, I like to do a low vocal. A low yeah. vocal would be funny. For, yeah, yeah. For I was thinking about this, actually. I was going to say to Adam, I... I Basically, I don't think I can sing. But we used to do a thing called... Uh, um, we used to be a thing in the pub called Stars in Their Eyes, where bands would act out another artist. I don't think we're doing it anymore. But I was thinking I was going to ring our band and be like, should I do a vocal for that? Should I be the singer in, in Crash Test Dummies and do, like, four songs? Fantastic. Fun, but also probably horrible, too. So <laughs> All right, last one. And yeah. I will I'll let you go on the rest of your day. And this is simple. What's an achievable goal you'd like to reach with the nightmares over the next 12 months? Um, okay. I think with the album coming out um, as a band, like a, like Ben said earlier, we do like to set goals for ourselves. Um, and I think I would love to just do like a, we're kind of branching out there in April to do like a co-headline tour. But as this record comes out and as the year passes, I would love to do some headline shows maybe at the end of the year. Yeah, that's the first thing that springs to mind. I don't yeah. know about you, Ben. Yeah, we'd like to get some... I'd like to see the 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 fan base, so to speak, swell a bit more. Um, hopefully, you know, start doing some well-attended shows, you know, getting 100, 150 people through the door regularly. That would be a great, great joy for me. And um, I just want people to uh, to ident identify and feel the, the human side to the album because obviously we're quite aesthetically, you know, we have the vision and our, and our uh, um, appeal. But I just want people to feel the emotion in the songs and hopefully connect with them as I have with previous albums in my life. And I'd like it to be important for people. Um, and that's all that matters to me, really. I just want to see people care, you know? Well said. And the thing is, uh, that's more than achievable. I haven't heard Seance. I expect that to be a guarantee. Awesome. April 7th, it is out. Ven Records and Equal Vision Records. The tour at the end of April with Miss Vincent. And what you haven't can't talk about but what will come later in the year simply keep an eye on gentlemen thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it thank, thank you Carl. You thank you very much for watching if you liked what you saw please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button if you really liked what you saw consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?